welcome to the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge Trimmed and Stable Podcast. And welcome to our 138th episode here. This one's entitled Around the World in One Day. And uh, every week we uh, pretty much let people pick what our subject's going to be. And I'm very happy because this has taken us back to our roots. So when we first started this podcast, it was all about the journey that uh, my son and I did uh, when we first started doing the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge. And uh, most of our episodes, especially season one, season two, and most of season three, had to deal with uh, pretty much going trip by trip by trip by trip. Now, of course, the uh, podcast has kind of expanded into different areas, and uh, we kind of got away from it, but we left off on our second year. I think the last <clears throat> last one we did was literally uh, on our trip to uh, Six Flags St. Louis. So this episode here is continuing that trip. And uh, the next park we went to was actually Worlds of Fun, which is actually the farthest west that we've actually ever been. Uh, we went from St. Louis all the way across Missouri to uh, Worlds of Fun here. But before we start with our park journey of uh, Worlds of Fun, just a couple little things here. Uh, first of all, uh, hopefully you are getting this episode on the Tuesday, like we like to drop it. Um, we actually recently changed our, for lack of a better word, uh, podcast host. We were with Podbean, and we love Podbean. Podbean did a great job for us, but the pricing just kept on going up, going up, going up. And for the amount of time, we have very short episodes, uh, once a week, 20 minutes to a half hour. So paying almost $80 a month just did not make sense anymore. So now we shifted to Buzzsprout. I don't know who names these things, but uh, we're now with Buzzsprout. So hopefully everything transitions smoothly, and uh, you guys are listening to this on Tuesday. If not, you might be a day or two late there, but... Nothing really um, significant. If there is any difference, please let us know if the sound quality is a little bit worse or whatever. Uh, we're Like I said, we're still fairly new to the podcast game. It has got to a point where $12 made a lot more sense than $80 a month there. And uh, we also want to talk uh, our weekly dispatch. So the last episode, uh, the 137th one, we decided, you know what? In the beginning, let's start talking about amusement park news and let's start talking about uh, things going on uh, that week going into it, since this is a weekly podcast. So we, uh, we call it the weekly dispatch. And uh, of course, now that we're in our second week, there's not much going on. Uh, some of the biggest news that we got is there's a new logo for uh, Pleasure Beach in Europe. And uh, I saw the logo, wasn't really impressed with it. Uh, it, was, it looked like a basic corporate logo, but definitely checked it out there. Uh, another thing uh, that's going on is Velocicoaster. Uh, if you're familiar with it, it's our second ranked coaster uh, under right under Iron Quasi, and it was down for uh, they were saying a significant amount of time. So people were speculating this is going to be out for a month or two or what's going on. It's already back and running now. Of course, the uh, wait times are crazy like always, but that's basically um, it's already back going. So that's good to hear, especially if you have a trip going out to Orlando or uh, even Florida. That's definitely a coaster you want to make sure you add to your list. And uh, last but not least, most of the parks right now are uh, pretty much uh, hiring, trying to hire right now for their staff. I know Dorney Park, I see Hershey Park, they're all doing their job fairs, uh, Six Flags, they all got the job fairs going on here. So if you ever wanted to work at an amusement park, this is a time that you can get your foot in the door. Uh, now, usually these are entry level positions, uh, but you know the one thing about the amusement park industry is if you hang it out for a while... Uh, you tend to move through the ranks pretty quickly. So if you are interested in um, fulfilling that life goal of uh, operating a roller coaster or uh, serving food or whatever, 
uh, this is your time to go. And also some parks are gearing up to get ready to open already. I think next week, beginning of March, Dollywood is already going to be opening. And Six Flags Great Adventure is under 30 days. A lot of these parks are really gearing up uh, for the season. I know Hershey Park is going to be getting ready to do their springtime in the park. And, you know, for us, January, February, March are the worst months because our local parks are closed. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel. They're going to start uh, opening up pretty soon. Now. We already talked about that. Let's dive right on into Worlds of Fun. So when we did our trip, we basically just spent a day at Six Flags St. Louis, and we were actually very pleased with St. Louis. Uh, you know, Six Flags always seems to get not negative connotation, but we wanted to head out, and we headed uh, about halfway, and then the next day we drove the rest of the way to Worlds of Fun. Now, Worlds of Fun was our first real uh, emulsion to a theme park that was bought corporate. So what do I mean by this? So if you're familiar with like uh, the Great Escape, Six Flags Great Escape, this was a small park that had a theme and then Six Flags bought it and they kind of, they had the Six Flags aspect, but they still maintain the original theme of the park. Well, Worlds of Fun, it was pretty much um, themed towards Around the World in 80 Days about the, uh, it's a book, I believe. I know it was a movie, which was basically um, hot air balloon and basically floating around the planet. Uh, in 80 days, all right? So that is the theme of Worlds of Fun, and they really kept this theme of, it is a Cedar Fair Park, now Six Flags, but it was a Cedar Fair Park, and Cedar Fair Parks kind of don't really incorporate them as much into the corporate setting like a Six Flags Park. So what I thought was really neat when we first got in there was uh, the different themes. Now, of course, they have a plant Snoopy because they have the license because of the Cedar Fair connection, but they had the Wild West theme, but then, you know, which a lot of parks have, but then they had stuff like East Asian theme, the International Plaza. They had Scandinavia, which you hardly ever see. They had Africa, uh, which is basically Bush Gardens, Tampa. You had uh, Europa, which is, of course, Europe. But then you also have Fury of the Nile. So they really had sections that were themed and still themed, even though uh, it's no longer an independent park uh, when it was Worlds of Fun, owned by the gentleman who created it. They still actually kept a lot of these themes um, going. So we pull in and we made our first mistake really early on. So we pulled into the parking lot and we just kept on following it around, following it around. And then we parked and we never realized it, but we did not go into the main entrance. We actually came in through their water park entrance, which is Oceans of uh, Fun. Uh, so you got Worlds of Fun, which is connected to Oceans of Fun. And that was a weird perspective because instead of us going in and seeing the main, you know, when you go into a theme park, they really, really, really hype up the entrance. And here you are into the world. When you go into King's Island, the first thing your eye sees is the Eiffel Tower. When you go into Hershey Park, you go right to that fountain and you see Candymonium going and stuff like that. Even Six Flags, Great Adventure, you walk in, you have that fountain in the middle. So all these parks have their settings for that entrance when you walk in. And you're like thrown into now you're in this theme park and we kind of came through the back door. So we really missed that. Uh, we ended up right by Mamba. And uh, so with that being said, it was kind of uh, we kind of went through the park backwards. You know, we came in through Mamba and then we kind of walked around the side. And it wasn't until like halfway through the day that we were like, oh, here's the main entrance, uh, which really caught our eye. And it was funny when we left because we came through that back way, we kind of lost our thing. We had to get a tram. It was it was really confusing. So 
The parking situation, um, hopefully I get back either this year or next year, but Worlds of Fun definitely is a park that I'm looking to get back to. But our first impressions were, eh, not, not great theming. And it was mainly because we came through the back door of the park. So uh, it definitely an interesting thing there. But because of that, we um, first thing we did was we jumped on the coasters. Now, this was before we had the roller skate rule, which um, you know we still have to get on roller skate over at Kentucky Kingdom. But it was one of those things where we were like, let's knock out these coasters. And there's a couple that really caught our eye. So we're going to talk about each one of the coasters and what our thoughts are of the coasters. And a lot of them are kind of negative. And we'll tell you why. So, well, the first one we had to do was because we ended up right by Mamba, which is in the back of the park, we jumped on Mamba. Now, Mamba is one of three Morgan hyper coasters that were purchased by um, Cedar Fair. So the mid-level park. So most people consider um, Worlds of Fun on the same level as Dorney Park and Valley Fair. Now, these are not the worst. The worst, no offense, uh, Michigan's Adventure, but Michigan's Adventure kind of doesn't get much at all. These three parks, Worlds of Fun, Dorney Park, and Valley Fair, they kind of tend to get the same kind of love. Like, uh, literally, uh, last year, Worlds of Fun got a a Zambezi Zinger, and now this year, Dorney Park is getting Iron Menace, so most people are putting their money down that Valley Fair is going to get a new coaster next year just because they kind of keep these um, parks together. Uh, they all have uh, inverted B&M coasters. They all have Morgan uh, hyper coasters. They, they ca- kind of all tend to get the same kind of love, which no offense, but really isn't as much love as they should get uh, it, with the Sierra Fair chain. Will that change with Six Flags? Probably not. They might get a couple things uh, a little bit sooner. But I really, I, I, I think Dorney Park is ahead of Six Flags America, but I don't think it's such a big thing that it's going to get a lot more love than, uh, it's not going to be getting the same love as a great adventure uh, or a Cedar Point. So, so with that being said, Mamba is uh, just like Steel Force. Uh, you know, now I'm not a huge fan of the um, Morgan Hypers, mainly because of the fact that I don't like the trains. The trains to me seem very... Um, archaic you know they, they kind of form i don't know i just really don't like the trains uh and that's the same thing with mamba but i did like mamba better than steel force because i thought it had a couple more bells and whistles uh i got the credit i think we wrote it twice uh it was an okay ride didn't knock my socks off but um that's where that stood it was a solid ride a good addition to a mid-level park uh we also got on patriot now patriot is there being an invert and it is not even close to the same level as Talon. Um, a lot of these B&M inverts have kind of the same, for lack of a better word, they have the same elements. And the difference is the order of the elements. And for some reason, the one with Patriot just didn't really kick as much. It, it definitely was intense. Uh, it seemed a little bit more compact than a Talon layout, which seems to go up and back, up and back with long stretches of um, not straight track, but. It seems more spread out. Uh, now, it's surprising with this with Patriot because Patriot does have a lot of land around it that's empty. So I'm surprised it didn't add more to it, but it is what it is. Now let's talk about the two wooden coasters. So when people think of Worlds of Fun, uh, at least definitely in that time in 2018, it was all about Prowler. Now, Prowler is a GCI uh, wooden coaster. Now, GCI has some of the best wooden coasters 
that are made. Uh, to me, Mystic Timbers is a top-notch uh, coaster. American Thunder is fantastic. These are modern uh, wooden coasters. Now, they do have some duds like Wildcat and Roar. Uh, Wildcat's now gone. It's now been RMC'd. Uh, but Roar, um, you know, the, the earlier ones weren't as great. But Prowler, I always heard, was one of the best. And I can honestly say I was beyond disappointed. Now, full disclosure, it was a really hot day. We went to Worlds of Fun, and it was a really hot, warm day. So sometimes that affects the ride of uh, wooden coasters. Uh, just like uh, Wildcat was fantastic in winter. When you rode Wildcat at Hershey Park in the winter, it was one of the best rides uh, we, we ever have of that. Problem is, uh, you're freezing when you're on the ride. So it's just really, it was a hot day, so that's what I'm thinking. Also, it wasn't really a full train, and I went the back row. So uh, Dev and I rode it in the beginning, and uh, we got knocked around pretty good. We were surprised how well we got knocked, knocked down, uh, and we were in the middle of the train. So uh, we get off, and I go to Devin, and I go, you know what? Let me try that again. You want to jump on? He goes, no, no, no. I'm done. Got the credit. I don't want to ride it again. So I got in the back, and I got beat up pretty bad. So I'd love to know what your theory is on Prowler. Is, did I get a really bad ride, or is this really how that ride is? And has it gotten better in the last couple of years, how they retracted? Because I got off that, and it's still considered one of my least favorite GCI coasters. I got really beat up that day. But the solace is we got beat up that day, but it was nothing compared to Timberwolf. Now, Timberwolf is a older wooden coaster. Uh, it's one of the last remaining, I believe it's a DIN. And the DINs, most of those have been converted by RMC because of how they ride. Now, Timberwolf was going through a retracking. And it was funny because it was the first time I really experienced a partial retracking where it was beyond noticeable. It was, you're riding this coaster, horrible, 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 getting beat up, beat up, smack left and right, and then smooth going around this one area, and then right back into getting our butt kicked. And this is the first time we got into the break run, and I look at Devin, and Devin looked at me, and you got to remember, he's deaf at this time. He has his cochlear implant off. He looks at me and goes, Dad, I'm hurt. That, it, it was just that rough of a ride. And of course, I wrote it again because I always want to get a opinion when I am doing one of these. Was it just a bad ride or is this how the ride actually is? And I can honestly say that riding it a second time made it so much worse. Because, uh, of course, Devin did not jump on this uh, coaster again. He literally said, Dad, I'm hurt. So I wrote it again. And I can honestly say it was one of the worst experience rides I've ever been on there. So talking about a few other coasters, they had uh, three other ones at the time. They had uh, Spinning Dragons, typical Spinning Mouse. Uh, they had Boomerang, which I always thought was ironic that you actually have two Boomerangs in Missouri. Both are called Boomerang, and both of them were some of the worst Boomerangs I've ever ridden. Absolutely no change. Original train, original restraints, the whole nine yards. And then they have a Cosmic Coaster, which is literally a wacky worm theme towards space, which is kind of weird here. So at the time, there were seven coasters at Worlds of Fun, and there really wasn't a marquee coaster for us. We're looking at that list. Prowler should have been, but it was a bad ride. Mamba was a typical hyper. There really wasn't a stand out there. Patriot maybe was their best coaster, but all in all, uh, we were kind of disappointed with the coaster lineup. Now, of course, they now have uh, Zambini uh, Zinger, 
which may actually be the top ride there, or Prowler got better or something like that. So that's our coasters. If we had to rank them, I'd probably have to go with uh, Patriot number one, um, Prowler just because of the layout number two, and Mamba number three. That would be how that would be there. Uh, the other thing that we thought was really neat was they actually had some really unique flat rides. Uh, Zulu, which is an Enterprise, cool name, uh, Steel Hawk, which is their uh, the classic kind of um, wave wind seeker kind of ride there. Uh, they had one called, uh, what is it? Uh, Bambizo. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of different, they had a lot of the standard rides. So really, ride-wise, there wasn't anything that really lit us up. But I do want to mention the one thing about Worlds of Fun. It is a well-landscaped and an actual a very beautiful park. We were really impressed by uh, how beautiful the park was, uh, the different sections walking into them. Um, kudos to all the landscaping and all that kind of stuff there. Now, when it comes to the food, uh, we only got one meal that day. We got it at the barbecue place. It was decent, uh, but there is a lot of good stands. Uh, it, it basically looked like a really nice Cedar Fair Park. Um, think of it almost like a King's Dominion. Uh, they don't get the love that King's Dominion gets, but when you walk in there, the landscaping is top notch. The uh, beauty of the park, uh, like I mentioned earlier, the one thing that we were really impressed with when it came to um, this park was they kept the original theme. Uh, for lack of a better word, you could tell the African theme was Africa. You could tell the East Asian theme was East Asian. They didn't try to just whitewash it away. Like when you think of a Dorney Park, there's really no, it was a trout hatchery. So you do have like that one fountain over by uh, Demon Drop that pays a little bit of homage to its core. But really, Dorney Park is kind of just a nice American theme park. Um, Kings Island, same kind of thing. Same thing with Cedar Fair. It has a beach theme, but there's really nothing there that really, really keeps, uh, for lack of a word, I'm, I, I, to me, it's amazing I'm messing this word up here, but the uh, I hate using the word theme, but really the theme. But with Worlds of Fun, they kind of kept the original concept of the park, kind of like, it reminds me a lot of uh, Great Escape over with Six Flags, how you still have that fairy tale fantasy land that was the original concept of the park, and they kind of built around it. Here, they did the same thing with Worlds of Fun. But you know what? I'd love to know your thoughts of the Worlds of Fun. Uh, like I said, we got a weird experience coming in the back door, um, and then not seeing the bells and whistles, but rather seeing uh, the back of the park, and then walking through it as our day went, and after we shook off all the abuse from the wooden coasters, uh, we sat down. We actually enjoyed it. We was, uh, uh, observed a lot of the uh, the theming, and we really took it in. Now, this trip, you got to remember, isn't like we are now. This is before we did YouTube. This is before we did the podcast. So our thoughts the entire time wasn't, "Hey, let's film the park," or "Hey, let's look at this beauty here," or "Hey, let's check out this." It was get those seven coaster credits, which we did. And then we uh, jumped in the car and we headed down to our next place, which was Silver Dollar City. So on our next um, park journey, we're going to be talking about Silver Dollar City. But before I jump into that, conclusion of the park, it definitely has a lot of potential. It definitely has a lot of space. The one thing we noticed was that like Patriot was a perfect example. It was kind of out there by itself, 
with nothing else around it. And you can see like, wow, they can really expand out this way. They can expand out this way. They can expand out this way. Uh, Worlds of Finance, a lot of space to expand. Now, is Kansas City the right market to do that with? That's up to the people at Cedar Fair to do it. Um, kind of like Dorney. Dorney really doesn't have as much space to um, expand. Uh, they are expanding out towards, I guess, the highway of 78 a little bit there with Iron Menace. They own the property. It has never really uh, dictated that because the train goes by that area. So that's really their only real expansion there. But really, they're kind of landlocked, uh, especially they got some neighbors that complain sometimes about the noise, which I think is hilarious. If you buy an amusement park, noise is going to be a concern. You, the park was there way before you bought the property, people. Uh, but that's an aspect there. Hershey Park's kind of landlocked, too. Worlds of Fun does not have that problem. So they're able to expand out more and more. And um, I'd be curious to see how things change. Will things change with the acquisition with Six Flags? Uh, but all in all, do I recommend going to the park? Yes, definitely go to this park. Uh, there's not many parks I say don't go to, but this one is one that I would definitely put if it's a scale from one to five with five being get there today and one being there. Yeah, you can take your time. Uh, this one would be like a 3.5. It's definitely, it's not going anywhere. It's uh, a foundation of uh, people's lives in that area and it generates enough income for uh, to justify the, you know, the different uh, aspects of it. But like, like I said, if they're going to eliminate uh, parks with Six Flags and um, Cedar Fair, I don't see Worlds of Fun being on that chopping block. Uh, I see maybe Michigan's Adventure, maybe, uh, maybe Valley Fair. It's a less populated area. But Worlds of Fun, because of it being near Kansas City, is pretty much not going anywhere. But definitely, definitely check it out. When I go there, I definitely will spend two days, one day filming and one day just enjoying uh, riding the coasters again and stuff like that. Will this happen in 2024? Our 2024 is getting pretty packed pretty quickly. Uh, actually, tomorrow we are launching our first trip of the year. Uh, not a major trip, uh, but there is a coaster there I need. I never rode this coaster, and I'm looking forward to it. And also, we're going to be filming. About time I get back to filming. I just bought uh, some equipment for uh, the filming aspect. I have a gimbal coming, but uh, the gimbal won't be here uh, for tomorrow's trip. So that's going to be the first gimbal attempt will be uh, later on this year, probably the following week. But um, we are actually starting to kick off. And um, don't know if you're familiar, but we're going to try to get to another 125. So hopefully by Thursday, we're at number one. And uh, if you're interested, definitely um, let us know what you think our number one coaster, our first coaster of the year, not number one, our first coaster of the year is going to be, uh, we will make that announcement tomorrow uh, on the uh, YouTube channel, Instagram, all that kind of stuff there. So final thoughts, definitely visit this park. Very beautiful coasters. Like I said, none of them are, now unless Prowler got a lot better or Zambini uh, Ziggler, Zigger, uh, Zinger, Zinger, something like that. I don't know. Um, that that one might be a little bit more marquee, but um, during our trip in 2018, there wasn't anything really to write home about. Uh, it was seven coaster credits. We got them and we moved on to our next park. Um, so what's going down the pike for uh, the YouTube channel this week? So last week, my voice was shot. I had a heck of a time trying to do the voiceover. I'm still trying to get the voiceover done. I'm doing that today, hopefully. Uh, I already know, you know, the script's been written for about two weeks. Uh, it's a Knobel's Helpful Hint. Uh, we're excited about this one. I'd love to get this one out here, but I also don't want my voice to be dead. As you can tell right now, my voice 
still a little cracky, but not quite that bad. Um, so hopefully we can get that out to you guys by Thursday now. Uh, we are hoping over the weekend, but yet again, voice wasn't perfect. Uh, so we have that going on there. We're doing our first uh, trip uh, tomorrow. So hopefully over the weekend, you're going to get your first Explorer of the year. Uh, it's an Explorer. It's a new park for us. We've never been to this park. Um, it's indoors, so we're not going to be freezing. But um, you know, we're definitely interested in getting the Explorer out there. And then, of course, we've been dropping a lot of actually voiceover uh, shorts, and we're getting a lot of success with those. Uh, pretty much, I picked 16 different topics at 16 different parks. I wrote a quick script. This was before my voice started cracking. And I recorded them all, and I actually completed putting them together on Sunday. So we have a couple more. I think we have five more that we're going to be dropping uh, during the gap days and stuff like that. And then hopefully uh, the park that we visit tomorrow will produce enough uh, content that we, we get us through March. And then March, we're going to drop another 20 uh, shorts that were put together that are recorded along with uh, the, um, the shorts that we make at the new parks. We're hopefully, hopefully going to hit another park in the beginning of March. And uh, we're going to keep that trend going. Uh, we're going to be doing some things with Hershey Park. I contacted them about some stuff. So hopefully we can work with Hershey Park on a few things. So we're excited. Uh, we're actually getting filming. We've got the gimbal uh, coming, which is exciting. Uh, still debating the wireless mic situation because with the gimbal, eh, it doesn't really work as well with a wireless mic. So we might have to just keep on using the recording that we've been doing before. But once again, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, remember on Friday, you can actually pick our topic. We'll have four new topics that you can vote for and uh, let us know what you uh, think on that end there. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and all that, make sure you leave a review. Uh, let us know if you notice a difference with the new uh, podcast host. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. And you know what? I can't wait to see you in the queue, but I'd rather ride the 125. Have a great day. Bye.